The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Jenks! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! What is up? Notebook Wagering back. It's a threesome show today. Matty Nails is not with us. He got tied up uh, in some work life. So we're going to be missing him. Hopefully he can find some time to jump on. But uh, for right now, it's it's going to be me and Smitty in studio in the Salisbury Center, fueled by Monster Energy. It's always a uh, great place to uh, come enjoy some fighting, some entertainment, see us. We're doing a signing next week. I'm sure the line's <laughs> out, out the door. Uh, tickets will be sold. <laughs> we got the notebook uh, <laughs> wagering swimsuit calendar coming out here very soon, Swimsuit too. calendar. Uh, T-shirt signing. Well, we got it all. Meet and greet pictures are five dollars. <laughs> I'm doing twenty sit-ups every day <laughs> until the shoot. So, Jason, we're in go. studio. We got you in Pittsburgh. What's going on, man? I am uh, recovering. A little midday soccer action it has me depressed. My Arsenal got absolutely thumped by Man City. It basically, cost themselves a chance at the championship. It was uh, kind of unique how it rolled up that this was kind of a championship game today, and um, they weren't ready. And it showed. And it's there's nothing worse than doing some work and looking at peeking over your shoulder and just seeing your team just get absolutely just destroyed. So that's yeah, where I'm at right now. But my buckos will lift me out of this year. Hey, buckos <laughs> are looking good. Uh two on, one out at home against the Dodgers. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, I saw Dave Portnoy posting about something. He's got a little rivalry with some guys that he works with. He's a Man City guy. Um, and then Arsenal. He was saying they're losing to like some of the bottom teams as well. What is this? That like one of the most. Yeah, they got a little uh, rut there. They didn't lose. They just drew and uh, cost themselves some points. But it, it basically today was a championship. Like whoever won this game was had to get, control their own fate for the rest of the way. And uh, this wasn't good. It, it was good. But, good hey, Twitter drama. Team, but here, it, the money, it, it'll be fun. Here's the I, question: I love the bet When you lose a bet, are you one of these guys? Okay, let's just go around really fast with this. Do you want your team just to get hammered? Like a couple weeks ago, remember when I had the- I don't want to lose a close game. I, had- I want to lose eight to one. Okay, because I had the twins money line I gave out on the site, Sharp Angle Syndicate, and it was like we were doing show and it was like 11 nothing. Do you remember that? that was yeah, like two, three I- I'd rather have that. Do you want that? <laughs> yeah, because to- you move on early. Just to get kicked, you know, where really I don't want to be and- going and into on. the eighth and ninth inning like down one. Okay, well, yeah. I'll go on a rant here a little bit about my <laughs> night last night about some of the games blowing here. So, okay, I just wanted to hear. I mean, yeah. do, you- do you like the sweat? Do you like that or how mad are you or do you just want to get it done like rip it off like a band-aid oh when i was really when i was going to nats playoff games and they would be down like three to one or four to one and they're still kind of lifely you know late in the game and then like i remember chris bryan a couple times had bases loaded i'm like just hit a home run just end this <laughs> it's late i want to go home like do not put this into extra innings they go to extra innings and they lose in like 15 innings that's just brutal like just Give the kill shot. Just take me home, and we can move on the next day. But uh, speaking of baseball, let's kind of start the show off with baseball, and let's talk about my Nationals up 2-0 right now against the Mets. They're 8-14. They're playing good ball. Uh, just got to give them a little recognition. Mackenzie Gore, uh, I would say, is starting to look somewhat decent from that trade last year. Uh, and then you have, like, Kyber Ruiz really stepped up. 
uh, as a catcher. He's probably the best hitting catcher that they've ever had. Uh, I think I would, Jan Gomes is decent, but he wasn't an everyday. He bounced back with Kurt Suzuki. So they made some strides, but uh, Josiah Gray really only had one bad start this year. Other than that, he's got like a 2.92 ERA. Now he just doesn't get run support. He's almost like the Jacob DeGrom stuff going on. But overall, like over the last week, this Nats team's kind of figured it out. They're playing scrappy ball. They're not hitting home runs. They're playing, you know, singles and doubles and they're winning games. They got me twice up in Minnesota. I, I had, get you tonight. I had, they got me maybe tonight because <laughs> I have the Mets. I need the Mets to hit a money line parlay. Uh, so that's not looking good. But, uh, yeah, you know, baseball, this is a great stat. Coming in again, I've been doing this. I had these stats coming into Monday, and I saw this on Twitter. Somebody put this out. You had the Rays leading baseball with the rec- best record, 28th overall payroll. Number two, Pittsburgh Pirates coming into this week, 27th. The Brewers, they were the 20th, and then you have the Baltimore Orioles down here also in this area, 29th. So it is nice seeing that some of these teams that aren't trying to buy everybody are playing well. I mean, does this turn over quick? It might. The Dodgers might get hot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still April. The Padres, but it is nice to see a little bit. And again, being a Pirate fan, it's been nice. Last night was tough bullpen got to me i'll go on a rant here in a second about all that but um you know i think you know the padres haven't really taken off yet the dodgers are struggling yankees had a big win today an afternoon game against minnesota they scored a lot of runs in that and there but they haven't really taken off either now it is a very long season so things can change jason what's your overall thoughts so far no, I think you kind of hit on it uh, indirectly. Is that the kind of the the next level of payroll, like that next second tier teams, like the Phillies, the Cardinals, um, they're just not playing very well. Like you know, like they they're getting to that point now where like, is this a problem or is this just a funk to start the season where they have to make some hard decisions? So that's kind of leaving the door open for teams like the Cubs, the Pirates, the Orioles. So hey, we'll take advantage of it and have a little fun early here in the season, so we don't have to write it off right away. But I think that's really kind of the theme. Like the good teams look like they're going to be good. And it's just that next level where uh, teams are kind of just struggling. It's really not piecing it together right now. You know, uh, Q brought up about the Nats playing well, you know, so, uh, you know, writing these numbers down, they were seven and 14 coming in this week. One of the weird stats is they're two and nine at home. Now they have, like you said, found some (laughs) success here, but again, up in Minnesota, it looked like, you know, it was about nine degrees up there. I mean, guys were like in snowsuits trying to play that over the thing. You know, again, other teams, real quick notes, Tampa, 13 at home, uh, 13 and 0 at home coming in this week, Kansas City, one and 12 at home. So that's just kind of a head scratcher, too. They can't get anything. Our Oakland A's, the possums, you know, we (laughs) talked about them last week here, two and 10 at home and they're two and eight on the road. I mean, again, coming into the week, they're bad anywhere. So just take the, yeah, take the possum with you. I wish the possum would be on these road trips with that. has got to go to Vegas and they would like show them (laughs) on the plane and everything. That would be fan. They probably, it's probably like major league. It's probably not even a plane. It's probably they're on buses and they're just bussing. Did we break the story last week about them? And then the next day it came out that they they have all the land now in Vegas. Yeah, we, gonna... about the whole possum yep. thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah That's good for them. Like before they announced it. it. Good for them. It's going to be roughly a 30,000 uh, fan stadium. You know, it's probably going to be right next to where the Raiders play. Um, mm-hmm. I, that, there's just no space on the strip. Like where they kind of put the Golden Knights – 
Uh, I, now, in hindsight, it almost seems like a little odd that they would have put him there and not maybe tried to make like a little palace or like a courtyarded area for the stadiums, kind of like Stadium Central. Um, but yeah, it'll be cool. I'm glad for them. They'll get a reinvigorated, you know, fan base. They're going to get uh, people coming in from trips. It's going to be a sellout every game, even if it's a Tuesday night, because people want to go see Vegas baseball. Good weather, uh, good atmosphere. You go to the strip, you know, you go to watch baseball game, then go wherever. So it's good for them. Uh, speaking of Betty Masai will be there. You know, Betty Masai will probably be a season ticket Jared, holder. Jared will be there. Oh, yeah. Ben will be there. All the Vegas, all our Vegas buddies will be out there hanging out. So, so, so being that like they're moving to Vegas, it's a gambling area. We're a gambling show. What are some teams? Because we talked about it. Well, first off, I think your your future. I think it was sixty nine and a half uh, wins over under. You took the over for the Pirates. I, I think it's going to hit. I, I think they're going to be a mid seventies win team. I think my A's worst record is going to be tight. Between Kansas City, Oakland, and uh, I'm drawing a uh, Rock, Detroit. Detroit. Well, Detroit's bad. Yeah. Rockies. Rockies were really Rockies bad. will be okay. Now they came into Cleveland. Cleveland got them today, yeah. but they they took the first okay. two. Yeah, yeah, first two. So, so I mean, we're sweating that. that. Yeah, I mean, um, o- Cubs. I think will be okay. So okay. I think we'll hit some. And I have there. I had the under in the Phillies, uh, 88, 89, and. Yeah, they're losing again. I was going to yeah. take Seattle tonight, and I forgot to put that one in, and they're up 5-2. Yeah, Philly, you know, if you get Harper back, you know, where's this going to go when you get, like, Harper back and everything? But the Phillies, the bullpen's just an issue. It's just— But I that's been an issue for 10 years. Yeah, well, it wasn't an teams. issue when they got in the playoffs last year. They were actually pretty good in the bullpen. They were pretty good last year, yeah. They got to fix the— Towards the end, I mean, but they struggled early. I, I think the it, I, I agree with you. I think, by the, I think at the beginning they struggled. At yeah. the end— they got a lot better, but yeah, feeling okay on that. So, uh, Jason, real quick before I, I ask my question, did you have any futures that you're kind of tracking right now? No, I didn't because we were, we did that show with Josh, and I just did not get them in. But I shame on you. Look good right now. They're tracking for 66 wins per fan graphs. The Pirates are tracking for 79 wins per fan graphs. So I like it. These are you know it's not just an extrapolation of their winning percentage. They try to actually figure it out. Yeah, and the Phillies have dipped down to 84 games now. They do get Harper back, I think, next week. So that'll be interesting to see at least get the offense going. And then they do have to figure out the bullpen. And I'm sure they will. I mean, you they'll make some acquisitions. Yeah, they'll, they'll trade and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So that kind of leads me into my next question. So, being that we've talked about, you know, there's some teams that are having success, whether it's the Nats, uh, the Twins, some other, you know, the Pirates, who are, and it could be a, a World Series winner, it could be a division. Like, who are some, what is a team right now that you think is worth laying because they may not be starting super hot or, the division is not playing well and you see an opportunity where like an average team this year has an opportunity to win the division. Like you, okay. You mentioned the twins. I mentioned the twins because you know, you're looking at this division, the central and the AL. So they're minus minus one fifty five right now. Yeah. Coming in, they were 12 and 10. Now again, these are Monday coming into Monday. Then you look at this division. You had Cleveland 11 and 11. They can't hit. No, they can't. I mean, they did today. They scored some runs. Yeah, but that's an anomaly. But, I mean, the Rockies limped into that place. Yeah. Playing horrible baseball yeah. overall. And then they take it, you know, the first two. Then you have the Tigers. Then you have the White Sox. I mean, the White what Sox happened? are garbage. Two years ago, we're talking about them winning a World Series, and now they they can't even get eight wins. 
Uh, it's crazy. Um, and they got lit up again today. I mean, the thing is that no starting pitching. You know, you're you're looking at Lynn. Lynn's not very good anymore. The guy that threw today was, I mean, Dylan Cease is okay. But then the problem with that team is, and Jason can bounce in, is, you know, he does in really good stats. The bullpen is just so bad. Like, if they have a lead, the bullpen can't hold anything. And I just don't see him hitting the baseball great either. No. And then you look at Kansas City. So what team, I mean, can to me, that's a to me that's a no brainer. If there's no injuries, that the Twins are going to win that division. Jason, what do you got on that? Well, the only thing is, I mean, the White Sox can't hit this bat all year, and I don't think anyone's going to run away from them in that division because the Twins' offense isn't all that great either. The pitching has been really, really good to start the season. So, you know, if, as long as the White Sox can like keep their head kind of close to the surface, you know, they might be able to make a run. Like, somebody in that division is going to make get on a hot streak and going to take it. And you I think could get what the Guardians did last year because. No one's going to really run away with it. They just don't have the offenses to sustain a winning streak. Um, if you bet right now on the White Sox, Jason, you get them at uh, plus seven fifty. I know. I got to see something out of them though, because it does look awful right now. I yeah, mean, I, Peterson I, hit on that last night. That you know, this is a team that when they got little Larusa, you thought, okay, listen, they're managed horribly. This team's going to respond to that, and they haven't. I mean, they, they didn't look good against the Pirates. That's when we saw them three games. They just haven't looked good at all. But it, you look at the team, it's talented enough that, like I said, as long as they hang around, they can be in the race. I'll tell you a team right now, and this could just more so bias because I have a bet, but I actually think they're playing really good ball. I think the Cubs at plus 450 just to win the Central is a decent bet. They're playing really good ball. I mean, the Brewers, yeah, they're playing well, but I don't think they're going to run away with it by any means. Uh, the Cardinals, like, they're all pretty close. I, I I think as good as the Cubs are playing right now, there's an, a plus 450 is not a bad, you know, pizza money bet to throw on because, again, everybody thought they were going to kind of be down. Uh, even Josh, I mean, Josh kind of was like, what pitching do they have? And they're winning games. I mean, Dansby's not taking a dip like people thought. He's playing really well. They've they've got, you know, other pieces. They're Now, he, he didn't play because uh, I believe he had a, um, his child. Uh, but you have Cody Bellinger kind of seems like he's finding his groove again. He's batting 300, five or six home runs. Like, do we get the NL All-Star, the potential MVP back? If you do, then that's a, a huge bonus because he's not even on a huge contract. Uh, so the Cubs, I think, is worth plus 450, in my opinion, right now. That's probably the hottest team, in my opinion, at least odds-wise, to take. Yeah, I agree with you. Can, Go ahead, they Jason. They can upgrade at first base in the DH, too. I mean, that's Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, but everything else, the outfield's real productive, and the infield's been productive outside of first base, so... And, you know, it's a team that's had money in the past and really hasn't spent the last couple of years. So you got to think if they're in it. They're oh, they're going to spend. spend if, yeah, if they steal, they're right there. They're going to make the moves, uh, especially now that they've got the 2016 taste of a World Series. If, they, if they're on that cusp, they're definitely going to be buyers. Um, with I, that, I'd look in the West, too. You know, you're looking at Texas leading coming into the week. You know, I'm going to just throw it out. So I last night I had my best bet on Sharp Angle Syndicate was Texas. They're up 6-1 going to the eighth inning, and then they gave up seven. Great job by their bullpen. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You know, I don't know about this, the bullpen here. You know, Astros, not off to the greatest start. They'll but, bounce back, though. They're just too good. But I think, that's, I think they're going to come back and win this division. I just think... Texas bullpen has some issues. They lost again today. They got swept in Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati's not good, in my opinion, either. Cincinnati's not good at all. Cincinnati, you got to get them on the road. Coming into this week, they were 1-9 on the road um, with that. So, you know, you look at that, the Angels, 
I'm never a big believer in the Angels. I, I know they got some superstars they on that too. They have you two, know, and then that's it. Yeah, they just Rendon's the, dropped off since the Magical World Series run. He hasn't done now. He's injury prone. And you got Seattle now. You got but Robbie Ray. I think just went out for the year today. I think that was just announced a little bit ago that he's out. Did I see if they're not in contention that Shohei's like going to demand a trade? Did I did I see that? Yeah. So so now there's that. Uh, does that create tension in the locker room? Like if we're not there, this guy doesn't want to be on our team. That could create problems. I just don't see them. I don't know. It's bad management. They don't put. Uh, they've never really given Trout the the pitching staff and the the offense. It's kind of just been him with some like role players. Now you have Shohei, and I still feel like they're not really uh, building the team around them like they should. I mean, they go and get Syndergaard, who hadn't stayed healthy in any season he's played as like a big acquisition last year. You know, I just think management wise, they're not not smart. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. To uh, second that. I looked into it when the Shohei rumor broke that if they were out of the contention, he wanted to trade. So I looked at next year's payroll to kind of see where they were at financially. They already are accounting for $107 million of payroll next season for five play- or seven players. That's got to be Trout, Rendon. And uh, it's just a bunch of like $9 million guys who yeah. like, you could not name. If we went to that little trivia contest right now, you would not name a single one of them. I don't, think I, I don't think I could. So they're just overpaying. The wrong people. And yeah, you're overpaying your middle, and then you have those two huge contracts, and you just can't do that, right? You it, at that point with that kind of roster structure, you have to go stars and scrubs. You need to find good young players that are cheap to be able to subsidize that, and they really don't have that. They haven't. No. Like they've never been able to develop guys through their system outside of Trout. Not really. I mean, maybe you had some guys on the O three team that just it was a magical run, but outside of that, you're right. They never had anything. Well, there was no. They used to have guys like the, the old day, like Salmon and Edmonds, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys. But like after that crew, they after that wave, that was time. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they try to buy everything, and you just can't buy everything unless you spend like the Yankees or uh, the Astros. Now the Astros, you look at that lineup. That offense could use a jolt. They're going to be spenders. They could, they could upgrade center field pretty easily. They could upgrade the DH. Seattle's going to be looking for a bat as well. You got to wonder who's going to get into the show. Hey, mix here because that's just such a game changer. You you pick up a, a starter. Well, Seattle could use a, a front line pitcher as well. Absolutely. And it could could they trade him in division? I mean, could they ever live that down? But you know, Seattle is going to come with it because like that is such a huge deal, and they could easily think they could keep him too. Yeah, and, and they're going to have to with season. losing Robbie Ray for a year. That's yeah, I, I could. They got pitching in the, in the minor leagues, so I think they'll be okay. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, those are some values. I, I actually might lay the Cubs. On our break, I've kind of sold myself into that, like a used car salesman, kind of double dip, but we'll see. <laughs> I like that. All right, uh, closing thoughts on MLB before we move. I want to get um, before the break. I want to run in touch NBA playoffs and yeah, real quick. I mean, t- only two more games tonight. If anyone's bored, you got the Angels hosting Oakland. The Possums are coming into town again tonight. That's a big number. <laughs> I like the Possums there. I you do. like oh, you like the Possums money line? The, take the Possums plus the one and a half. Oh, plus the one and a half. They, okay, okay. They they hit left-handed pitching really well. Okay, that's and, I might uh, dip into that a little bit. Great against righties because they have a lot of right-handed bats in the lineup. So okay, and then get a good price. I think it's plus one thirty-five, plus one and a half. I like that. Oh, I like that. I might have to dive in. Plus into one that. and a half is plus one thirty-five. I think that's right. Yeah, wow. Well, you got to. That's a sure bet. You got to remember those numbers on the road queue. Not very good. Yeah, well, so. that's true. And then you also have plus one ten. Sorry. Plus one time. Uh, that's still nice. I'd still take that. Hey, yeah. Seattle's up 5-3 on the fills. And then you got uh, the Cardinals heading into San Francisco. That's about, I think, what's that number at, Jason? 
That's uh, it's it's dead even game. I just want to even Matt uh, Stephen is a bat uh, against uh, who's pitching for Giants tonight, Jason. Uh, Disco Anthony Discofani. Okay, I, I man, I'll tell you both those teams. Cardinals are a big disappointment in my book right now, and the Giants a little bit struggling. So that's a tight one. Might jump on that A's with you, Jason, and go with the Possums. Yeah, this guy's got some good numbers. I, I was thinking the Cardinals. I can't back them right now. I think they've lost four straight, and uh, just, it just doesn't look right when you watch them. Like they don't, the they don't seem like they're lineup, playing as a team or in sync. The bottom of that lineup is not good. You can pitch around Arenado and Goldschmidt, and that's kind of what happened when the Pirates played them. Like you'll go after the young guys at the bottom of their lineup because, like I said, there's, there's no pedigree there. Well, I think you had that situation with that one outfielder not running, and the manager called him out, and then he kind of got Oh, upset. Paul O'Neill. Yeah, not Paul O'Neill. Or no. Um, I wish it was Paul O'Neill. Paul <laughs> um, O'Neill probably what's isn't. His name? Paul O'Neill is probably not running the ball <laughs> no, out right now. I believe it was O'Neill, though. Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul O'Neill, Tyler O'Neill. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Paul O'Neill's not running the ball out there, so who cares? <laughs> It happens. It's moving on here. It can't be worse than my Ashley Madison comment. So. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Omar Marino <laughs> cocaine last weekend. So that happens. You never know what we're going to say here at No Book Wagering. So, hey, let's dive in real quick here, cute, real fast. Let's um, college baseball again because we've been giving this out. We're going to do two minutes because I want to get to the hockey and NBA. Okay, playoffs. real quick. Two minutes here. We gave out some advice last week again. If you're diving into this, we think, you know, Q's doing an unbelievable job. Yeah, I had a rough weekend. Well, hey, we all hit that rough patch. Yep. You know, let's keep bragging it up, up here. Up 10, 10.2 units. Let's keep bragging it Couple up Couple plays today. I went 3-1 and one last night. Another Dallas Baptist let me down. 15 in a row last night uh, at TCU, winning the entire game, blew it in the eighth inning, gave up. I think Q set a grand slam, so that was tight. So we'll see how the yeah. plays play tonight. I know my one was not looking good. But again, just be careful on this midweek. Because, you know, you look at teams like LSU. They played Nichols. Nichols State? Is it, are they Nichols? Yeah, State? Nichols. Yeah, Nichols yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I think uh, they lost. Arkansas loses to Missouri State. Yeah, number of macros. Here's, so here's the great thing. Call you got him last year. Yeah. Great. Well, he knows his team. He's an Arkansas great. guy. He knows great. his team. Yeah, great call on that. He had them uh, winning that game. But, um, you know, there were some really great matchups for a Tuesday night last last night. In yeah, that. with a, actually a lot of implications. I mean, Duke Campbell, that's a, even though conference really matters, Duke Campbell, it was a big deal because it's an RPI boosting win for both teams. Uh, so that was big. Uh, you had, who else? Uh, UVA kind of, it was big in the sense of like, they really had to turn it around. They couldn't afford to have that loss. You had Coastal and Wake Forest play, which was big. Duke played, um, Duke, more so for Coastal. Duke but played. Uh, Duke played Campbell. Campbell, yep, yeah, cover that yeah, one. I had Duke. I had Duke. East Carolina, on. NC State, really uh, matter for NC State because it's a big RPI win for them. NC, so you, NC State came off a really bad weekend, I think, against Clemson. Clemson, I believe, took two or three. Two or three. Yeah, they won them. Sunday, but oh, they, they, yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'll say the best advice, and sometimes I'm bad at this too, is just be careful of those midweeks because. These these power programs, they understand that really the conference games matter. There's a, a number, whether it's 12, 14, or 15 wins. They don't care about the midweeks. They they would actually uh, would rather not play them, um, and sometimes you do see that. I touched on that last week, but just be careful. Kind of bet half units on the midweeks, and then uh, save your bigger bets for your weekends because even though you might lose a Paul Skeen start one or like a Rhett Louder on start two, like those guys aren't going to lose three and four and five games. I mean, you can really 
make some money on those guys. And there's select guys, you know, Router, Skeens, Brandon Sprout, Hurston Waldrip. Like, those guys, they might lose you a bad weekend. Like, I got torts last weekend. But they're going to win you a lot of money over the season. And we still have four weeks plus conferences plus College World Series. So, you know, stick with those stud pitchers until they really hurt you. Be careful in the midweeks and understand significance of what teams have to win a series, whether they're home or away. Like it really matters in college baseball because some teams really need to win, especially like Tennessee. I was on the wrong side. I thought they were done. That was a must win series for them. And they go and they sweep Vandy. So if you, if you believed in Tennessee, you, you made a lot of money. Uh, but with all that being said, we got like four or five minutes for the break. So Jason, why don't you take the reins for the hockey? You're kind of our hockey guru and go from there. Take the reins from the hockey. Well, I, all the series are still going, which is pretty amazing. I do think the uh, Bruins will wrap up tonight, the gentlemen sweep over the Panthers, but that's actually one nothing Panthers right now, so they might drag that out. Uh, I was telling Smitty uh, before the show, the, the better I like tonight, I think you can get to this if you're listening now, is take the Kraken. The plus 170. Playing It's a dead-even series right now at the Avalanche. You look at all the metrics. like They really have come out and played well. They've got early goals to kind of keep themselves in it. It's a defensive-minded team. So offense is where they're challenged at. You know, the Avalanche aren't the best defensive team. They they lose their best player tonight, Cal McCarr, for a dirty hit the last game. So you're getting it. Seattle's got all the mojo going, first-year team and everything like that. Get a nice little price on them. You know, watch a little late game there. But um, overall, looking at it, Rangers look awesome. The Devils have figured it out, which is pretty funny because the Devils were a really fast team, and now they've gone back to their roots and played the boring 1-2-2 trap, which basically hockey had to change rules because it was actually killing the game. And the Devils have gone back to it. That's when they won their Stanley Cups. And it actually won them last game. So it's kind of funny how that worked out. Uh, Hurricanes look really good over the Islanders. I think that that's going to hold. And then um, out west, the Oilers are making it really interesting. They're probably the best team. But, man, they let the Kings play around with them every single game. So uh, they're going to have to sweat that series to get over with it. But once they get through that, I think they're still alive. I got a nice little Canada team wins bet. And, uh, oh, I, I have to mention the Maple Leafs who are winning games that they usually lose. They've come back twice now against Tampa to kind of put them away. So the entire province of Ontario is going nuts. Now, this could ultimately be the best setup ever to crush their souls where the, the, the Lightning win three straight to like end it and eliminate them, but we'll see. Yeah, but, they, cr- uh, yeah. they crushed my really soul good. the other I night. I enjoyed it more than the NBA right now. They crushed my soul the other night when I had Tampa, and they were up 4-1 with like 10 minutes left. <laughs> Good job. At least never win a game like that. that Jason, I just laid the Kraken. So oh, I'm going to jump. You know, here's the real quick thing. Jason wants everyone to stay up real late tonight. Let's see what he. Let's do the recap here really quick. <laughs> let's take the A's tonight. Okay, that game's probably at like ten o'clock. <laughs> now let's take this hockey game. Probably ten thirty. He's probably going to come with this Nuggets. Do the Nuggets play tonight? Because they've been tipping off at 11, 8, 11 p.m. <laughs> you know every night here. All right. Yeah, you know He's what? on I the Greg Peterson Smitty. time frame. I got you. So if hey, anybody, I got you. if my, the Kings. If my, I, well, we'll hit, I got some NBA really quick. So if my boss is listening to me, I might not be in tomorrow. So, okay, let's move on here. Let's go NBA really, really quick here. Let me dive into this here. So I don't need the no scores. You had the Knicks tonight against Cleveland. Knicks are up. Knicks are taking care of business right now. Oh, that ain't good because I have a money line parlay. I did. I did Cleveland tonight. Um, yeah, the Knicks, I mean, you got to love that fan base, man. They win a game and they're out there and they're climbing all over the buildings and stuff. They're insane here. So we'll see where that goes. The, the intriguing one here tonight is you got the Lakers against Memphis. I mean, this has gone back and forth with Brooks and, you know, LeBron James and everything like this. 
I'll give a little bit of advice. Now, I did a three-team money line. I did Cavs, Grizz, and Bucks tonight, plus 154. So hopefully Cleveland can come around. But I think this is a bad spot for the Lakers tonight because I didn't stay up, watch that. They were very lucky to win that last game. All I've heard is very tired. You can look, 80s banged up. James looks a little winded. Only one day off. They had to travel. I think this is a great spot here for Memphis. I think the Lakers win the series, but I think this is a good spot tonight. I think Memphis gets them. And then the Heat and the Bucks. Big number here tonight, minus 12. The Heat's up 3-1. I don't know if they can cover minus 12, but I think the Bucks get this. Minus 12 in a playoff is so hard. Well, hey, the NBA is crazy. Real fast. The Celtics could have closed out last night. They were up three, you know, three games to one. And lost. They were up by like 14 points with like six minutes. Now, the big thing in that game was the Celtics that they win, they start the series, I think, with Philly on Saturday. Philly's best players hurt. They said if that started, he's out probably for sure, and there's a chance for game two he's out. Well, what did the Celtics do? They, They blow it. Yeah. And now they have to play again, and now you're giving, you know, Philly more rest time so, again, that's the problem with the Celtics sometimes. They don't really step on your throat and end that, and they needed to end that last night, and that was a disgrace. And I am a Celtics fan, and that was tough. So, Jason, what was your Golden State Kings Kings play? Oh, take the Kings. I had the Kings. Kings. T- yeah, I had the Kings, too. Yeah, I already played it. Or take the money line. I, that's been a fantastic series. Yeah, like, I, it's I, unfortunate that it's played in the West Coast, so half the country doesn't see it. Well, but we're we're those up. Games have been really we're, tight. we're up anyway, watching the possums and uh, watch the, the Kraken, and yeah, now, just, now the Kings. So. Put Perea Sports on. Hey, some of us go off of work a little later. It takes us a little time to dig into these West Coast games. <laughs> I, I, I like it. it. I mean, hopefully, uh, Nick so. and Knight. We got the Golden Girls on tonight too. So I mean, it's a <laughs> it's a great a great time here. So late night action. We gave it to everybody. There you go. All right, let's no book um, after dark, Smitty. No after, book after dark. No book after dark. <laughs> Let, let's go Turn, to commercial. Hopefully something's on Cinemax. Let's go to commercial break. After the break, when we return, we'll touch uh, quickly on the XFL semis. There's no quarterfinals. We go straight to the semis to the point, and then we'll touch the NFL draft. Hey, we are back. We're going to dive into the XFL. We got playoff action. Hopefully these games are not like 10 o'clock or Jason's going to be all over them here. But, uh, Hey, we got a game Saturday. We got a game Sunday. This is where it's come down to. Four more teams. Who's going to win? Who's going to be in the championship? So we got Arlington playing Houston uh, this week. You know, you look at this. They've played twice. The Roughnecks have got them twice. They got them in week two, 23-14. And we also got them in week 10, 25-9. That was last week they got that. Minus six and a half, over under is 41 and a half. Boys, where are we going with, the, you know, where are we going to give the plays here? Where's the winners here? I got a great one next game. I can't wait for the next game, but Jason, go off. I don't have much <laughs> yet on this. You know where I'm going with that. I'm excited. I know where you're going. I'm excited. I can't, I'm going to get Q all fired up here in a little bit. Okay, Jason, go ahead. Rocknecks are a better team, but they haven't really played well down the stretch. Not at all. Arlington hasn't really played well either, but, you know, it's more of a defensive team. Can't really score points. Um, that being said, it's a playoff game. So I do think the over is in play just because, you know, it's going to they're going to go all out once they realize they need to score. Um, I, I like Houston minus the six and a half. Just like I said, I don't trust the Renegades, uh, offense. And while their defense is good, Houston's offense has been really good at times. I think they'll tune it up a little bit. 
here. I think, you know, Wade Phillips is kind of a laissez-faire kind of coach, and I think in the playoffs he'll kind of get a little more intense. I think it's kind of what that team needs. I think they kind of eased off the pedal a little when they came out of this, the gate hot and uh, never really turned it back on. So what are you thinking here for this game? I mean, can I jump in real yeah. quick? Do you think, because when I was looking at these, do you think this can be like maybe sometimes in the NFL, like these teams are going to come out a little bit slower? I especially I don't I think, think so. You don't think so? No, because okay. I think I think they they've played each other twice. They're, mm-hmm. This is a league built for points, right? That's why I mean, they have the well, one, this, two, and this three. Well, this is a good lower. They didn't really score. You know, 23-14, 25-9. They have it at 41.5. So would you guys, you'd be Do leaving. you consider them coming out slow in the regular season? Like with those low numbers? You know uh, no. what you got. I'm, you know? I'm thinking more the next game where that my point was. I just jumped in. I want to hear about the next game with the points because those teams score a little bit more. But could you just see it a little bit more, the nerves, because it's you know semis, then to go to the championship. Can you see it a little bit more, a little slower pace? I don't know. I actually, Jason, I'm sorry. I'll, no, I, I agree with you with the rough next. I've said it uh, in multiple shows. I'm not a Bob Stoops guy. I think – he just when the league started last time, he they were anemic on the offensive side, and again we're seeing that. Like he was a genius at Florida, uh, he was a genius at Oklahoma. He, you know, they they scored points, right? I just don't see that happening suddenly in the playoffs. It, it hasn't happened in two seasons. Uh, I, I Wade Phillips has been in the playoffs before in the NFL. Like he gets it, he understands. I, I like your pick with the. Houston minus six and a half. And then we'll kind of get into the next game. I'll, I'll segue into that. I, I know you're going Seattle, but I, I just really think the quarterback play of late is going to determine this. Danucci had like 16 or 17 picks. The problem is, is they, they don't have a run game like, like DC does to really just kind of grind this game out. So they, they're forced to throw. Yeah, they're going to score, right? But along comes with the scoring of Ben DiNucci's interceptions. And he's throwing against an elite defense. I mean, I think they've, in my opinion, they've gotten better. They signed, and I'm drawing a blank, they signed him two weeks ago. I used to play safety for the Redskins or Commanders. Uh, So he only makes them better. He's still a good talent. I just think DiNucci's inability to not throw interceptions is the difference maker and in Seattle's inability to have an, such an effective run game in comparison to the defenders. I, I think the defenders um, really get this win. I probably would lay the, the juice and take them on the money line because of the hook. I think this game will actually be closer uh, than the, the first game, but I like the defenders to, to get the three-peat on Seattle. But no, I do think they start a little slower because I think naturally DC's going to pound the ball as they've done, which is going to run the clock out you know, even considerably more. So a couple of things in this, this third time they played week one, 22, 18, Danucci fumbles at the goal line week eight, 34, 33. Fantastic. That was that Sunday night game. Fantastic. Uh, just what, just a great game. I mean, that was NFL quality. I mean, just big plays. Then at points, great tackles, then missed tackles. I mean, there was <laughs> there that had everything in it. You know, this one is, I have it in my book, minus three for DC, 48 and a half. Again, you look at those numbers, the last time they played, 67 total. Then I looked after that, just for the total, then I'll give my play here. Seattle then come uh, week 9, they scored 30. Week 10, they scored 28. D.C., week 9, 28 points. D.C., 
29 last week. So they are scoring. So that was this. You would think this one is going to be a little high scoring in this, but that was my point. Like, could they slow this down a little bit? Like you said, DC can run the ball a little bit. Do they slow it down? Conditions, rainy on Friday down here. Maybe a slight chance of rain on Saturday. Sunday could be a slight chance of rain. So does that add in? But I think it's hard to beat a team three times. I love the plus three. Give me I think the, give me the money line. I've been saying it for weeks. I want Seattle, 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 and they're going to win the championship because I know Jason has a ticket on that. I think it's going to be hard. I think, sorry, Jason, real quick. I think the defenders fans are going to go nuts, and I think that place is going to be tough for uh, for Seattle to play in. So I think the way to go this game, I do have a Sea Dragons uh, future because I, I think we got them at like plus 550, so it was a decent number. Thank you and for I, your donation. I will probably bet the defenders here as a hedge, minus yeah. 125, because I do think whoever wins this game will win the championship. I do as well. Uh, yeah, I think... I, I, I kind of like... I'm agreeing with Q. I think DC comes out. I think they'll get a lead. But I think Seattle will be a, a lovely backdoor cover play because they're going to keep throwing it. But it is... He throws too many interceptions. I mean, it comes down to it. I mean, you look at that game last week, they had to win. And I think there was two drives where he threw picks that ended. They needed points, and he kind of ended it for them with just really, you know, forcing balls into things. He's a head. Uh, he's a head scratcher, Jason. At times, I think because he throws sometimes he unbelievable throws. Team, yes, he's going to come in slinging it. Yeah. Like you're already screwed in that game. Give yourself a chance, absolutely. Yeah. And he can run you'll the ball. Three TDs and three interceptions, but you'll at least have a you know a chance. But, so he's Jameis um, Winston. <laughs> What's that? I say he's Jameis Winston. <laughs> There's definitely some Jameis Winston vibes with Danucci. <laughs> but I do think the one thing you have to watch is Seattle does get down. Will Williams play more conservative defenses? Because he still likes to bring the heat, and sometimes it actually gives the points. That's happened in both games against Seattle where he kind of kept bringing guys when they've actually probably been playing a little more off coverage, and uh, Seattle was able to score some points late to make those games a lot closer. So I think that's exactly what's going to happen Sunday as well. But I do think the defenders will win. I Yeah, I agree. I think we all had good points. I think, uh, like you have both agreed whoever wins this game is, is ultimately going to be the XFL champion. I just don't think Arlington or Houston have the ability to do it. Um, before we move on, have they said like where the, the championship games played? I haven't heard. It's San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio. Okay. All right. So neutral site. I don't expect really either fan base to travel. I mean, I guess Houston or Arlington will travel cause it's in state, but I don't expect an overly large crowd, but I do expect a, packed crowd at Audi Field for the Defenders game. I think it's going to be loud. Lemons are going to be thrown. They might have three or four beer snakes going. I think people are going to be hammered. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere for D.C. I think it's good for D.C. just in general to have a playoff team, especially football, because they haven't had football playoffs in D.C. and God knows before my lifetime. Uh, So I think it's good overall for the sport. But speaking of... of (laughs) Yeah, but I know, but they... It's not DC confines. They play in Prince George's County. It's not even the same. Hey, listen, Heine, Heineke's gone. Can we stop talking about Heineke? He got paid. Congrats to him. He got paid though. I'll take I'm his contract. Jo- I'm joking. That's gonna. Is there certain people? And you know watching, they play each other this year. Oh, I can't wait. That'd be a great game. If there's certain people watching the show right now, they're probably swearing at me because they're like, "Here he goes." Again. <laughs> I know my father-in-law. Oh, I know it's a joke. Hey, I kind of actually like the guy. Like I've. Said Do we before. um? Speaking of that, so let's kind of let's start with the Commanders, and then we'll kind of jump into the draft. So the news just broke; they did not pick up the option for Chase Young. I, I think it was inevitable. Um, I think the the most comparable guy that got their option picked up is Tua. They were in the same draft it's year before or year after. Anyways, Tua showed promise when he played. 
So then it makes sense, I guess, in comparison for the Dolphins to pick his up. Chase Young, even when he played, he just bull rushed. He didn't look that great. So it makes, to me, a lot of sense of not picking it up. Now, I don't know the dialogue. Like, I don't know if they've kind of lost faith in them. They're just going to ride it out and let him walk. Or if it was like, hey, you were injured last year. We just want to see you kind of in a prove-it year, and then we'll extend you and, and maybe pay a little bit more. Uh, so, again, without that dialogue, it's hard to say. But just as a interesting draft topic, does that change the way the commanders potentially draft? I know we said cornerback and offensive line are, are priority one and priority one, one A and one B, but they do like that defensive line the past five years. Does that potentially change how they drafted six, 16, 17? 16. 16, yeah. Because I think they're 16 and the Steelers are 17. 17, yep. Jason, what do you think? Start us off. No, I think that's interesting because I think that's like the end of the really good defensive ends. I was going to pull up a mock real fast, but I think that it's kind of they're going to have their choice of whatever they need. Like, so it's going to be really hard for the commanders because I think they'll have basically the last offensive tackle will be there. Um, they'll probably start the cornerback run right about then between them or the Steelers. And you know, if you want a defensive end, I think there's the, the last guy. What is it? I can't remember his name now. Who's right in that range? Um, well, I've got so Shane. They're basically going to have everything they want to pick. And it's like, which direction do they go? Oh, Keon White uh, from Georgia Tech is probably going to be right around there as well. Well, I pulled up so, Shane Hallam just for reference. He's got Lucas Van Ness, uh, the edge out of Iowa, at 15. So he's right there in front of him. But yeah, I know. Uh, I, I think he's he's one of those guys, I think, who teams either love or don't love. Sure, you know I mean? like, absolutely. He's going to have his guy. But no, I, I think it's a good draft for the commanders because I think everything that they need is here. Um, so... I don't think that'll make their. I don't think they'll go with that direction just because that move. They've probably known about that move for a while. Yeah. Um, they were able to. I mean, he hasn't really been there. I no. can't really blame him because he, he's been a ghost in that locker room. He's been a ghost on the field. So they've gotten a rush without him. So I definitely think they'll address corner or offensive line first because I think they feel like they can patchwork something like they have. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting choice. I mean, that guy coming out of college. If anyone here, there's no way you thought he was going to bust as hard as he did. I mean, he looked apart. He played the first year. seemed like it was going pretty well. And after that, just kind of all fell apart. Yeah, I agree. What's your thoughts, Smitty? Uh, you know, where's it going to go tomorrow night? I think that's, you know, I think everyone's ready. We've been talking about it. I bet our guest last week, Shane's ready to go. I mean, these guys that do these mocks like every week, I, I, I bet it's crazy. Cause what was the story yesterday? Where'd that come out? I heard, I mean, you heard Levis was going number one now because someone said he's telling people he's like Carolina told me. I heard. Well, I heard him going to the the betting yeah. odds went nuts. Like yeah. he's gone from that was like, on a Reddit post. Reddit, yeah, that was Reddit. That's right. Guys, like, trust me, bro. He's going number one. He told me. <laughs> but they were talking about on Paul <laughs> anonymous six three three nine. But here's the thing: they said this on Follow the Money this morning. They said. A guy a couple, you know, years ago said that LeBron was going back to Cleveland and he worked in a gym. He's like, I overheard it. And he was like telling everybody and it went, it came like, you never know. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I think Bryce Young's going to be locked in there in that number one. But after that, I don't know where this thing could go. I mean, I have a couple things here. You know, I've got a couple numbers down. I want to know again, I brought this up with Shane and I want you guys to say Carter's the big guy out of Georgia. A lot of off the field things. There was a lot of, you know, a couple months ago, this guy was number one, number one, best player, best player. Well, there was some off the field things. Then he came in heavy on his pro day. My book over six and a half 
plus 150, under six and a half on the pick, minus 180. We always have a guy that slides. Is this the guy that's going to slide? What do you think? I don't think so anymore. I don't either. Looking through this, looking through Shane stuff, and there's not that many guys like there's not taking the draft. And I know he's got all kind of problems off the field, and um, he came in heavy for his pro day. You know why? Because he could. Like, but who's Jason? Who's the guy that? Who's the big guy out of Georgia that came out last year and went to the Eagles? He was like twice this guy's size. I'm drawing a blank. D D Lyman. I remember his name now too. Um, Jordan, oh yeah, Jordan uh, Davis. 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 Yeah, Davis. He was twice this guy's size, and he's and you saw the production. Now he didn't play every down, but you see his production when he's in the games. I, I think people can kind of look past the pro day. They'd see this guy as just pure raw strength. You put him, but in I, f- I, but first I, and second down. I mean, what does Seattle have that is better than but, you know what I mean? But here's the thing, everybody. You listen to a lot of these people, and they think that that's where he's going, Seattle. Like, they go, he's locked in. Then there's some people on, on some of these shows that do blogs, and they're really in with the Seattle Seahawks, and they're like, they're not taking them. So, I could see the Lions taking them and pairing him up with Aiden Hutchinson. I really could. We Because yeah, look at their past. Nick Fairley and Dominican Sue, like, they're not afraid to take a, I a, a listen. I, I agree with you. You know, I think, so I think you're getting two picks there with potential. I, and I wish Maddie was on tonight because Jace, uh, you, both you correct me if I'm you know wrong here with this. Maddie thinks Detroit's taking a quarterback. He no, I don't think so. I, I, but but no, isn't am I right with Maddie? Oh, isn't Maddie that think, I don't remember. I think, I think Maddie thinks a quarter. They're going to go. I think quarterback. Now I could be wrong. So Maddie, I'm sorry. I know he proposed that question to Shane. I just don't remember. But I think in you know. I, agree. I don't think they're quarterback. I think I think Detroit needs to go defense. I would build on defense yeah. on that team, and I I love the spot like you guys are saying there. And I could see Seattle taking this guy, but there's always a guy that just falls. You're right, and this guy could be the guy because I think do is there more off the field stuff that we're not aware of? That's the big thing. I don't think it's going to be him, and and I don't even know if this is a fall. But I think there's going to be two guys. I think, I think Anthony Richardson falls. I mean, everybody had him, you know, last month, potentially the number one overall pick. Now he's top ten. I think he kind of falls out of the top ten, and then I think, I think Will Levis kind of falls. I think people are seeing through him because I think people, it's the the Zach Wilson thing. So remember when Zach came out. All his interviews, he was cocky. He was a know-it-all. He was kind of um, like the guy out of UCLA. Um, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. Like they they almost act smarter than what they are, and they're just kind of arrogant. And that's Josh what, Rosen had a hot tub with girls. In it. He was the smartest <laughs> man of UCLA. What, but those in his dorm room, and man, then he like, had a hot tub in the yeah, dorm. Yeah, room. listen, him and him and yeah. <laughs> he, uh, you look at him, and then you look at um, I just I'm drawing a blank today. Jesus, um. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, same thing. Very entitled. Came from money. You know, acted like he took BYU to a national championship. He gets humbled at Coastal, but he comes in arrogant in his meetings. He's not good. These arrogant guys aren't good. And if I'm a GM, I think you got to kind of put that in perspective. Like, this arrogant, think you're you're better than what you really are, is not painting out in the NFL. So drop it. I think Levis is a little more of an act, though, with it. Like, he, he wasn't arrogant to, like, his team. But also, like, why did no you... Speaking back. 
Zach Wilson wasn't the captain of BYU as the starting quarterback of the team. Like, yeah. And people can say what they want. You're given a C as soon as you're the starting quarterback. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's by Not default. To have one is basically saying this guy is a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 you might as well just literally wear a red J on your uniform. I agree. Nobody likes you. And it, that's what it, it proved out, basically, right? He's got a cannon. I'll give him that. Well, what else does he have? You went to Wait, you could you sorry you couldn't. My last point to that is, you couldn't overtake an eight-year Sean Clifford. Why? Yeah, well, well they, I think they're the same age, though. So. You get what? I'm, but you, you get what I'm saying, though. Like, oh, I can't wait, wait to well, see. Him. Levis, Don't we have a bet if Sean Clifford gets drafted? His athleticism score is actually really good. Yeah, he's athletic. He can run. He can like you know he's straight line fast. Mm-hmm. He's got a little wiggle. He's got a gun for an arm. He's, he's got the problems with the touch like Richardson has. Um, not always the best reader of coverage either. Like they're very similar to Richardson, just not the elite athlete. Like no one's the elite athlete. Richardson is. He's like basically Dick. Um, so I, you see why people like him in this draft because they think they need a quarterback, and you see a guy you think you can coach. I think that's the biggest mistake NFL teams make. Is yeah, Josh Allen came around. A couple other guys have. But there's a lot of guys who just never made it. Never <laughs> oh made yeah, it out. way more of that category than the other one. And but boy, people just don't remember the good ones. They never remember all the busts. So well, you know, it's hard because you look at college football and it's a lot of one reads. And then you know, I've heard some things on Will. They said the wide receivers couldn't get separation. The offensive line wasn't great. Now, was he holding the ball too long? That could have been a problem. I didn't watch a ton of Kentucky games. I did watch some. I did watch him. They were a run-heavy offense, too. Got, yeah, and they had Rodriguez, the running back, and everything like Benny that. Snell. And, again, um, the kid can throw the ball. It, and the thing is, a lot of these teams will look at guys and go, when we get them, we have the coaches, we're going to improve them, and everything like that. Now, that's the biggest question mark. I mean, this is – you take these guys, especially quarterbacks – and it doesn't work for you, you can set your team back four or five years. You got to hit. When you're drafted number one, number two, number three, you know, like look at the Jets. They took Wilson. Luckily now they got, um, I about just said Brett Favre. <laughs> Brett Favre's <laughs> ripping off people in Mississippi. <laughs> Suppo- supposedly, supposedly. And, um, you know, they got Aaron Rodgers now. So, you know, that's the hard thing. The guy has it. Uh, see, I think... He, I don't know. We did it. We did a fun mock. I I I think I had him going to the Colts. I think I don't think he gets past the Colts if he's there. You know, the number two pick. You have a lot coming up. Is he going there? Well, let's talk about that. I who who, yeah, who do you have the Texans going? I man. In, in relation to we all think Bryce. Well, Shane has C.J. Stroud going one, I, and that ain't gonna. I, I'll be shocked if that happens. Does, does Houston know look past the IQ? Based off of C.J. Stroud's comment, like I don't, I don't. What he say? He's like, I play football. I don't test or something. I don't play for school. Yeah, he went Cardell Jones today, so apparently they get taught at the Ohio State University. Yeah, uh, well, listen, they're not worried about it. I ain't here to school. They they took uh, Maurice Claret was taking a test over a cell phone. I mean, come on, <laughs> it's after a championship, he shouldn't have been eligible. But anyways, does he slide with those those scores? Because that's that kind of answers your question in a Will Levis. Does, does I, C.J. Stroud slide, or do they just say, "Man, this kid, he's got it on the field. He might be dumb off the field, but he's got it on the field." I, go ahead, Jason. Slide for C.J. Stroud. That we should define that first. Like, is it going fourth? Is it going tenth? Is it going like fifteenth? Like, what? what I mean, I think anything past two is a slide, personally, because he's been but, slated I mean, one or two. Have been pretty open that they're not interested in him. Yeah. Like they've 
I, I would say, in my opinion, a slide for him is, again, I think the Colts are taking a quarterback. If they stay think? in that spot, there's a quarterback. And it's if he's there, they I assume they're taking it, him. Well, to me, I think it's I think it's wide open with the Colts. Personally, I think it could be Will. I think if he's there, it could be CJ. Anthony Richardson would not shock me to go anywhere. I mean, I could I agree with you. I could see him sliding too, but I could see him getting picked there. I think that does not go. Where would I go if I was the Texans? You have two picks. You have number two, and you have number twelve. Will Anderson, to me, I'm taking Will Anderson because I think he's a good player. Seems like he's a good player. Everything you're hearing about him is the motor doesn't stop. He's a good he's a hustle kid. Guy. He's a good kid. Didn't get in trouble. Yeah. Really plays the game the right way. I'm taking him. Then I'm going to look at 12 and go, who's there? Maybe a, maybe a weapon. Now, you might say, Smitty, why are you going to take a weapon? Who's your quarterback? You got Mills and, I mean, who else? They played like three quarterbacks there. Then I, I don't know where you're going to go there. I think you get Smith and Jigba if you're going to go weapon. That's maybe with him. Or or if, if B. John slips, because a lot of people have B. John sliding uh, up to number eight with Atlanta. If he slips, okay, but, do you not go get a power, and, power running and back? Like, and like you guys said just a little bit ago, I think it was off air, was the draft next year. You got some pretty good quarterbacks coming in. You, they have they have who they com- compared to Pat Mahomes was Caleb Williams. They said he was miles ahead of everybody in this draft. So do you just sit and so go? Does a hey, team, let, right. Let's play Mills again. Let's, let's get a guy him. to compliment him next year. Let's go with Mills. Let's get some guys already. Let's piece this team together a little bit, and we're probably. I don't not know if be... Houston's that smart, to be honest. <laughs> Well, they better call us. I don't know. I don't know. They drafted <laughs> but, <laughs> Deshaun, though. They If they feel like Caleb's as good as Deshaun, then maybe they do make that move. I just, I don't think, I don't think they're going to go quarterback. That's just, I don't think so either. I, I think they've been pretty adamant about it that at least not these quarterbacks. Like, you know, that 12 pick, like you said, if like Stroud's there, if Richardson's there, or Levis is there, and I think a couple, two of them are going to be there at that point, then you start to wonder about the value. The thing with Detroit that's interesting, I don't think we've ever talked on the air about it, is that, you know, they know Goff's probably not the guy to get him to the Super Bowl. They've got two first-round picks this year. Like, is this the year you pull the trigger on the quarterback when it's still kind of still building, or do you wait till next year? I think you wait till next year and you fire on Caleb. I I, I think you throw it, yeah. I think that's where they're at right now. I don't think they like getting the quarterback. I'd like to see Detroit, personally. I'd like to see Detroit go defense and just keep adding on to that defense. That's a good one. I yeah, got a quick, I mean, so I got a quick one here. You know, we only have a couple minutes. Well, I'll just sit because you said that. My advice is the under six and a half. I'm I'm reading, yeah, under six and a half for uh, Jalen Carter because yeah. I think he could go five or six. I think I might just throw a little a little bit of money on the over on that. I think he's a, I think he's going to slide. Now I could be dead wrong here, man. I'm, have, I'm only going because two teams potentially won't draft a, a, a quarterback. I'm going to go off some of the info I hear that Seattle's not taking him. Yeah, and absolutely. I think that's a good spot there for him. I mean, I agree. Hey, he but could, that's a good segue now. My other, my other one, I just wanted because again, just touch on the Steelers real quick. No, real quick, right. I want to hear quarterbacks four and a half in the first round, and then I, I do want to hit the Steelers in the four and a half down under. Because so who's the fifth? Okay, so you don't think Hooker's going to go first Hooker. round? No, I don't think so. Now with the, now with the knee injury, losing a no. whole year. And okay. you talk about one-read quarterbacks, that guy has a ton of one-read film that everybody's enjoying, but you read the stuff on him. You got an old quarterback who you don't know if can make progression reads. He's going to fall. Okay. 
I I in our fun mock and I did it in like 15 minutes. I think I threw him in the first round. I don't think he gets there. I, I yeah, I've seen a lot of mocks. They had him maybe late. I saw a lot of mocks that had him going to Minnesota late. Okay, real quick, then we'll hit this. Running backs. I joked about it last week. One and a half. Do you think two running backs go in the first round? Bijan's a lock. He's a lock, and the, the kid out of Alabama, Gibbs. I think Gibbs slides to the second. Who would Gibbs go to, though? That's, I think that's the finding him a home is probably the hardest part here. Looking at these because Buffalo, teams, or I was I'm thinking, sorry, I was thinking Buffalo late. But they kind of, I don't think they're going to do that. They, they played that game a couple times now. Really yeah. Late, late first I mean, Philly's not they, going. They need, they need better big people. Like, that's what's really hurting them in the postseason. They need to get either, I see Maisie Smith here listed with him. That would be a good pickup. Or an offensive lineman. They need something like, because that's where they're kind of losing these games against Cincinnati and KC, is that they don't match on the line. Shane has Osiris Torrance, the, uh, the lineman from Florida, going there. I like that player. Yeah, I think he's really good. Um, I, I would say under one and a half. I just I think Gibbs is I think Gibbs is gonna be in that thirties pick. Like I think he's got value. He's gonna be kind of reminds me of like Jonathan Taylor, like first or second off the board in the second round. I mean, you could have made a case for Jonathan Taylor to go in the first round, but he didn't. And you can also make the case that why he didn't was justifiable. So I think Gibbs is in that same spot. Well, you know spot. my opinion about running back. Because I think I think Bijan's so much better than Gibbs. It's just unquestionable. Oh, I think he goes. You know, and a lot had Philly. and But, you know, it, how many trades? There's so many rumors like Derrick yeah. Henry's going into, going to the Eagles and stuff. Could that happen? Well, it already did. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's official. I thought it was official. No, uh, it wasn't. No, 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 it was his agent leaked that, but it never happened. Never oh, happened. Never okay, happened. Never that. happened. So I, I mean, think they'll make it happen. That could be. That could be one. But I mean, that was another team. Okay, so real quick here. Yeah, we'll, we'll kind of end let's, it. Pick. Let, that's that's the pick. That's the team. If there's going to be one to take, it's going to be the Eagles with that 30, 30th pick. Good, which is like perfectly it, good spot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I might, I might take that too. All right, so we got the Commanders with sixteen and seventeen. Here's one, Joey Porter Jr. I just want to throw this out. He's going to go to one of those two teams. He's been linked to a lot. So on my book, nineteen and a half. The over, minus one seventy five. The under, one forty five. I like the under. Because I don't think he goes past D.C. or Pittsburgh. I think both teams end up going cornerback. And I think him having ties to Pittsburgh, I think that bodes well for that bet. I think he gives them what they need. I mean, they, they don't have Hayden. Um, well, you got, you know, Shane. I think Shane last week. And I think that he's kind of like a – I think he I think he could step into maybe a safety role too because he's not the fastest corner. He's just He's kind of like a nickel. Long and lengthy, man. His yeah. arms are. He's. I know. What, he's a man guy. Like, that, yeah. So if you get a team that wants like a guy who's more multiple, like yeah. he wasn't the greatest in off coverage. And no. He wasn't great. In, they didn't play a lot of zone. They, they played a lot of cover three when he was there. So he was basically playing me in the man on the outside. So I think this is going to hurt his draft stock a little bit. Is that he's got to get that right matchup. Like, team like Kansas City would fit perfectly with yeah. what he wants to do because they, they love to get up on guys. Um, but they're like, I feel like the Steelers actually doesn't because they play a ton of off coverage and he really doesn't fit that. The only thing about the Steelers I've heard from some, some people and some things they said, not their biggest concern. And they said, keep an eye on them because they have that. They have the first pick in the second round. They said, don't be shocked if someone's around, they really like to make a move. 
So I don't know. They need three. They need three guys. Like I know they I, have I'd, I'd love the picks too. I really hope they don't. I I just keep the picks. I like teams that keep the picks. I agree with you, Q. I think it's going to be tough because the Steelers. You know, man, they love they love their brothers and kids and. I mean, we'll have Terry Bradshaw's grandson probably quarterbacking for us at some point here and so and uh, <laughs> everything like that. But, you know, he's a good player. I kind of see, you know, could be an offensive line guy. Again, guys, guys slip. So then it could change everything with that. But I think it's going to be a Detroit could also that. go. Well, if they draft Gonzalez or if Gonzalez gets taken off the board, you could have 16, 17 or 18 drafting a corner. So I, I would take the under 19 and a half there. Uh, I just think you have the most opportunity. I keep an eye on the the, the DBs here. Cause you know, you said Gonzalez, you got uh, I think Witherspoon and Porter jr. I want to, I, I got to look that up to see how many might go in the first round and see what that, uh, you know, yeah. bet is. Cause that would be, I think there's some really good talented DBs in this one. All right. To finish that up, what was that? The under 19 and a half was what? Minus one I added it on mine, uh, plus 140, under, over, minus 175. All right. Well, I like the under 19.5. You like the over 6.5 for Jalen Carter. I think he's going to slide. We like under 1.5 for running backs. I don't. don't. (laughs) On Jalen Carter, I'm going up. I think he's actually going to go top five. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So there we are. if you look, every single site says the same thing, that this guy is by far, like, the best player in the draft. And granted, you have all the questions around it, but it's just not a talented draft. And he's a three-technique, can play, like, a three-four. He fits every defense. So I, I just think that that's too valuable. Like, so, they'll yeah. put all the – it's the NFL. They'll put all that stuff aside. They have no issue. Well, that is very true. That's a great they point. Don't care. That's a great – they don't really care <laughs> deep down. And, you know, number two – I might do a little, you know, Texans for, I might go Anderson just for a little Pete's money on that too. All right, Jason, you're going to the casino tomorrow for the draft, correct? You and Maddie? I hope so. Yeah, we'll see. Maddie's got to come through, but I think so. All right. If you guys are there, blow up Twitter, just kind of give your analysis. You know, Shane's going to be on there talking. I'm sure you tweet him out just kind of what you think of the picks. Uh, We'll kind of be like, we'll, we'll tweet what we thought on the show and then uh, hopefully we we land some, and I think it's going to be a crazy draft. I think there's going to be moves made that you just can't predict. It just, it happens every Always year. Is. <laughs> so you know, take our our advice with a grain of salt for that. But we we gave out good baseball info. We gave out a couple plays. Eat some money. So that's all I have. Late if you guys winners. don't have anything, you can check us out at notebookwagering.com. Late night winners. Uh, Wild Style Network. Getwild.com. Uh, at Notebook Wagering on Twitter. Um, no cup, notebook wagering. J Cam, if he's tweeting out NFL draft stuff tomorrow, plus his hockey plays and ML or NBA at Smitty Bucks, and then at Q Millie for all your college baseball. That's all I got. Go and as we go, Kings go A's. There it is, a late night special. As we always say, bang your bookies. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.